Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another segment of Real Talk All the Time on Real Talk Radio 17 with your hosts, myself, H.J. Morgan, and Rob Hall. Our diary will be along with us shortly. Uh, D.S. Rivers will be back with us next week. Uh, how you feeling uh, there, Brother Rob? I'm doing excellent, Brother. How about yourself now? Hey, I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, had a pretty good week, you know. Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. So uh yeah, I think tonight we're going to be discussing uh this this whole uh uh sexual uh, misconduct and uh uh the, the increase of uh you know, uh, sexual assaults in the military tonight. And also later on in the show we'll be discussing uh Anthony Weiner and uh his latest uh sex capades, if you will. Um, but uh, just to start us off here, uh, I was actually watching a uh, documentary, Rob, maybe about a few months back. Um, okay. It's called The Invisible War, and uh, it was a, an investigative documentary about uh, one of America's military's best-kept secrets, uh, you know, the apparent epidemic of rapes and sexual assaults within the United States uh, military. And uh, you know, I, I think you also being a member of the armed forces at one time or another can can relate to hearing stories of such things like myself on the on the on the army side of the house and stuff like that. And uh just in my travels, uh, you know, overseas and on different installations here in the uh states, I can honestly say that uh you either know somebody of or heard of somebody of who has been sexually assaulted uh, in the military, or even know maybe the perpetrator, I've heard of the perpetrator, or maybe seen him in the, you know, dining facility or mess halls and stuff like that on these installations. And uh, this this is something that seems to be a problem within our military, and it's never gotten the type of uh, exposure that it, it it needed to it needs to get up until recently. Here, I don't know why it took all these years, because this has been going on for since they let women in the military. This has been going on, and. This this documentary, The Invisible War, has shed a big light on it. I watched it a couple of times, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, it, it, it was following the, the lives of several uh, female uh, uh, military members who were sexually assaulted, ra- raped, and then the shenanigans that they had to go through after their uh, their, their uh, ordeals, either through the American military judicial system, even with the VA after they got out of the military. There was one case where... A, a female uh, a soldier had a jaw broke while she was being attacked. She got out of the military and then tried to get help from the VA, 
and they wouldn't even uh, help, uh, you know, assist her medically for the injuries she sustained while being uh, uh, sexually assaulted. So this is the type of crap that female soldiers are going through, and it's not right. And, uh, you know, we're trying to shed some light and understanding on that uh, this evening. Uh, this is clearly a, you know, rape and sexual assault in the military is definitely a threat to national security. It's a threat to soldiers' morale. Uh, and, of course, a threat to the morale of soldiers in the long run is a threat to national security. Uh, Rob, your initial thoughts on this type of thing from the, the, the Navy's standpoint and, and dealing with sexual assault and reporting sexual assault, what, what, what's, your, what's your, uh, your ideas and thoughts on it initially here? To begin with, um, one of the things I would like to say, it's a cowardly act, number one. Right. Um, secondly, you know, from uh, um, being a sailor in the Navy back in the days, the bottom line is, again, if a person says no, that means no. And now Correct. understanding that completely with having children and having a sister, having a mother, having a wife, Right. And knowing individuals that have been sexually assaulted in, you know, in one one fashion, form or another, it's a uh, just demeaning and it's just sad and it's just uh, unsat, you know, if you will. Um, the bottom right. line is this: like anything else, um, we had a stand down, you know, because I work currently with the Department of Defense on the Navy side, right. and they had stand down with a lot of the sailors in reference to sexual assaults. Um, right. A lot of them are being reported. Some of them are not being reported. And unfortunately, like anything else, people are frightened out there or they don't necessarily have the information that they need in order to report or to get the help that they need in order to get past this situation. Sadly, right. like anything else, um, as you know it, you know, from the Army standpoint, there's a lot of people that just are actually actually afraid or they're embarrassed to say that this circumstance right. happened to them, you know, because right. of their, um, their, their status as being, you know, a military individual, and it's just unfortunate. Right, 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 right. I, um, you know, just looking at, at, at some things here, and you know me, I always like to get the numbers out there. Um, you know, they, they say about, you know, over the, over the year, like say next year, for instance, they're gonna have about some thirty thousand young women uh, sign up to serve in the country's military. Okay, and you know, things like this are definitely absent from the uh, the brochures, the glossy brochures that you get when you when you first join it. You know, those little booklets everybody gets when they come from maps Absolutely. and everything. Absolutely. And this this is something that's definitely absent from it. But the thing that seems to uh, get me and with one. When I, when, I, when I really, really, really became appalled, I was always appalled at this. Like you said, it's a cowardly act. And if you have a, a, a mother, a wife, a girlfriend, or daughters, you, you, you know, you, as a man, you have to have, feel a certain way about rapists. Sure. Uh, and I, I, there's a special place in hell, as far as I'm concerned, for people like this. Um, but, when you know, one thing that really pissed me off, I don't know if you heard this or not, because I didn't hear it up until six months ago, that this was even something, a term, uh, for this type of act, but in 2011, the Pentagon argued in the civilian court that rape and sexual assault are, to put it uh, bluntly, just occupational hazards of joining the military. Uh, um, wow. That's insane. 
And for the Pentagon to say this, you're sending a message to both uh, rapists and potential victims. You know, Correct. I mean, an occupational hazard to me is like when you go to Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever you are, or even if you're one of the soldiers, you know, one of those uh, soldiers on the DMZ in North Korea, you know, in, in South Korea on that border, mm-hmm. and you might get shot at from time to time. That's an occupational hazard. But to say that somebody being sexually assaulted or, or, or raped is an occupational hazard, I think it's a slap in the face, and it sends the wrong message to both, like I said, the victim and these predators that are, that are in the military. Um, uh, the Pentagon estimated that there was 19,000 rapes or sexual assaults are committed each year in the military by service members on other service members. But only 13.5% of the victims actually report these crimes. Last year, 3,200 victims reported the attacks, and only 191 cases resulted in a court-martial conviction. Once again, you know, like going back to last week's show, you got these people that, you know, basically get away with it for whatever reason. And uh, this is something that's really and truly horrible. And, uh, you know, something needs to be done about it. Uh, you know, right now, and I'm not, I want to run this past you, um, and, uh, you know, commanders in-house on the Army side and probably across the board usually handle cases like this. Is this, is this the same experience on the Navy side as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have your top brass off the chain of commands that are supposed to have some type of um, document. Well, for one, they have sexual harassment training. They also have uh, right sharp training. They also have yeah, but they, yeah, the sharp training. We got that on the army side too, with sharp training. Absolutely right. Yeah, you have you guys have sharp, and then we have the soft training. And it's right. all about sexual harassment and all the prevention and things of that particular nature. Now, let me also right. throw this at you, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you heard about um, recently with the Air Force, and I think it was even on the Army side, you had top brass individuals that were supposed to be in charge of programs, and especially from the Air Force side, that were committing all of these acts that were heinous, sexual assaults or uh, asking for favors, and these were top military figures that took advantage of young soldiers or young sailors or young airmen, whoever the case right. may be. And recently, you know, now they were put on blast because of their actions. So when you have senior individuals that were supposed to have the trust and the honor and commitment right. of what it meant to serve in the military, now right. in a position to where right. they're supposed to protect, you know, these soldiers, sailors, all military aspects across the board. Right. Uh, doing the acts that they're doing, you know, it it kind of leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth across the board. It, it does, and this is why, you know, it, it, it does affect morale and thus affecting the, it's a threat to national security. Um, Absolutely. It, this is something that is is, is really getting out of hand uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the last couple of years here. I mean, we just had an Air Force uh, officer, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, get in trouble. Uh, he fondled somebody, I believe, in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And suddenly his his charges were actually, uh, and I'm not sure his charges were they were, they were brought down to yeah were brought were, were lessened to something mm-hmm. else, and I can't understand that at all. Um, well, cause, you know, but again, oh, bad. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know how military justice is different than any kind of like um, 
local or federal state justice and things of that particular nature. So now you have individuals because of rank, I mean, I hate to put it out there like that, but in certain cases, rank has its privileges. So right. a friend of a a friend of a friend will lessen charges or make it seem right. that it wasn't as harsh as the individual that's guilty of whatever exactly committed. Get away exactly, exactly. Hey, just for a perfect example, and this is something that I've seen, not heard, but I've seen high-ranking brass. These guys, their wives know each other. They all play golf together. Uh, they go to each other's houses for picnics on the weekend and, and, and barbecues. And, right. you know, it, it's hard to, I guess, Monday morning when you go to work, to take this same guy who was just holding your brand-new baby and kissing him on the forehead, and now you got to go ahead and, and, and bring charges against this guy yeah. because he raped somebody Friday night, you know. Um, and now it's Monday morning, and now you got to deal with this. Um, here's the thing, and this is what, the outcry is now, and I think they're they're hitting the ball right on the head. Um, mm-hmm. We need to take the ability of uh, officers, okay, mm-hmm. the ability of officers to prosecute in-house out of their hands, and I think they should let a third party uh, uh, come in and do an investigation and press charges oh, if need be. Um, this has been going on too long. This whole good old boys club of, of doing things and uh, good old boys club of of, of uh, punishing people has got to stop. Uh, or actually, in this case, not punishing people. It's, it's got to stop. Um, you, you can't. I have a caller here. I'm going to get to you, call. I see you. Um, you can't uh, successfully run a, a fighting force and you're destroying yourself from within. I got a caller here, a uh, caller from 89. Eight one nine one. I bring you in momentarily here. Call it from eight nine eight one nine one. What is your name? Where you're calling from? Hey brother, what's going on? It's Michael again. Hey Mike. All right. How you feeling? All right, Mike. Uh, okay. Um, just a couple of comments because I'm not a military man. I rolled and I found out they were giving me to run around, so I kind of backed out of the deal. But here's where I see okay. two dilemmas there. Um, the yeah. first one is that okay. they have, as you said, in-house monitoring of this. That's like having the police department in New York City policing themselves and determining what's right and right. wrong and whether or not something is justified or illegal or whatever. That's the first right. thing. Second thing is, though, across the board in terms of the whole society, and I say the whole society in terms of this male-oriented society, that they have made it okay when it comes to war to determine what they decide they want to do. This is the mindset that they have created and it's not just in the military. This is in the free right. world. This is not free world. This is in third world countries. To say that because we run this, we're allowed to decide what we want to do, when we want to change the rules, and who these rules will apply to. There's where the biggest dilemma, the crux of the situation comes in, is that as long as you're allowing these mindsets to be created to begin with, I tell you honestly, I think, Half of the people that you see who have that mindset honestly don't believe they're doing anything wrong because at some point in their lives, it's a condition they right. with. It's been condoned, even supported, even encouraged. Okay. Right, right. Okay? Right, you that's right. You can't tell a man who's it. in the military that he can go overseas to a foreign country and everything is a free-for-all. He begins to enjoy that mindset. It's like any other rush. You can cause yourself pain, and after a while, that pain will become pleasure. 
you can deter, deteriorate yourself, and that deterioration becomes a normal state of being. And to anyone in the outside, say, hey, what's the matter with that guy? But inside of yourself, right. it's a normal, it has become a normal thing. There's where the problem right. is at. They're condoning right. this behind closed doors, and you've seen it happen. Guys are out in the club and going through chains. I remember, and I just mentioned this to somebody, uh, a co-worker of mine was talking about his girl doesn't have any complaints or doesn't say anything about anything, and I have to repeat what he said, because her mouth is always full from a sexual standpoint. Wow. Somewhere along the way, she realized what he was saying, and everybody else when he made this comment was laughing, and they looked at me like, what, you don't get it? I said, I get your comment. When you're not yeah, getting right. it, you're not allowing her to speak. Eventually, she's going to stop talking. Right. Two years later, the relationship dissolved, and she went and started working in a strip club doing the very same thing to him that she was doing uh, everybody else. And now he's wow. trying to figure out what happened. He's constantly asking, so what did I do wrong? I said, it's not what you did do wrong. It's what you didn't do. Right. Okay? They're condoning this no methodology, this mentality to the point where they consider this normal behavior. This isn't something right. that's been happening. No, of course it not. was something that was happening overseas against what they called insurgents in whatever country they were in, that they were condoning this madness. Now right. it's back to the point with a normal mindset and it's spilled over to their personal lives like correction officers in jail. They get so indoctrinated to that system and that way of doing that everybody right. else except for the people that they personally consider friendly are considered criminals. They treat right. everyone way after a while and it falls into a a mindset, even with the family, separating themselves like a, a, a victim of any kind, domestic violence, assault, anything else. They dissociate themselves with the action that they're included in or that they're involved in. Right. Yeah, this no, man puts his baby on the forehead, knowing very well Friday night he just raped somebody because he's just, just disassociating the two. How do women ask right. me why is it so hard for men to involve themselves in a relationship or what makes a man cheat? I said there's a major difference between men and women that people don't seem to realize. Men and women right. are no different. Their only physical bodies are different. Psychologically, though, men have learned to separate the physical from the emotional. Women have this learned to tie yeah. the emotional into the physical. Absolutely. Which means they cannot deal with a man on a deep sexual level unless at some point they have felt some feelings for this man before they'll involve themselves. To a man, it's just right. a physical act that it's release. Women have yeah. had themselves conditioned into tying the emotional into the physical. So there's a difference between the two. So now, if this man is out there in the field with his family in the background, hoping to go home to his family, he has an emotional connection to them. To the people who he's doing this to, he has an emotional connection. It's a purely physical, aggressive domination thing. And that's what they teach right. in the military. Dominate your enemy that's no matter true. who they are. And if they're that's not true. doing active duty to do this overseas, anybody, in any circumstance, if you cannot, with a negative mindset, project what you're doing, you will start to internalize you will start and that's exactly what's happening. They are put in a position where they're being their hands are tied and being able to go across the board with this Watson unbridled violence. They're now being tapped down. They're being bridled in what they're doing. They're being held back. So what happens after a while? They are learning these skills. They want to practice these skills. Where else do they have to practice them but in-house? Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a deep way of, of, of my fantastic and, and, and deep way and objective like said, way. I'm yeah, not a, a military person, so I can't say from the inside, but I have dealt with right. abuse. I have dealt with abuse cases. I have many friends that are just at this stage in their lives, 50 years old, admitting the abuses they went through. In all cases, right. I've noticed. Anyone who's ever been abused, 
They're not abusing people. This is where they got the science of it wrong. They're not abusing people because they want to abuse people because they want to hurt. They're doing what they're doing because they're finding a way to share how they feel without having to say how they feel because the saying is, is this humiliation of it. They want no to doubt. share mm. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. No doubt. That, 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 that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting, Mike, and, and, and stay there with us, please, because we're still talking about this. Um, I've been listening and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, I mean, this is behavior that uh, has, has been going on for a while. Of course, rape is not unique to the military, but the reason why it hurts the military because you have a, male and female so- soldiers or sailors or Marines or, air, or airmen, okay, working in such proximity to each other that it's like a well-oiled machine, how the military works. Everybody has their part to play. And if you're an oppressor, if you have to face them every every day or look them in the eye every day after they just violated you, you cannot in any way, okay, be effective, whether it be corporate America or, or the U.S. military. Now, um, Hadari is not, is not on just yet, but... Um, you know, I, I was going to bring to her from a female standpoint uh, how how the how the judicial system uh, deals with this type of things in the private sector. Now, let's let's look at that for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, here in the private sector, uh, charges of, of rape and, and, and or even sexual harassment. Let's just take sexual harassment for, for a minute by itself. Sexual harassment in the corporate America is handled swiftly. Okay, it's handled swiftly. And you know, within a week or so, you know, the 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 the, pre- the guy, the perpetrator, may not have a job anymore. Okay. Sure. And why? So my thing is this: Why can't you do the same thing, or have the same type of investigation and swift punishment in the military, where really, really, it matters everywhere. Don't get me wrong, but it it's it's so crucial to the mission to have a a, a machine that works. And if this is going on, then your machine is not working. And to have high brass in the Pentagon telling Congress that this is a, a, a occupational hazard is, is appalling. And, uh, you know, of course, it's not happening to their daughter or their wives. So once again, you have a disconnect. Unless you experience what I'm experiencing, then I guess you don't give a damn, which is, which is the wrong answer. And you know what? I, I, I'm starting to see that in, in, many, in many broad uh, instances here in America. Nobody gives a damn unless it's happening to you, and that's and that is a damn shame, you know. And uh, it's wrong. Uh, how, how does the, the uh, on on the UMC UCMJ side, uh, Rob, on the Navy, mm-hmm. um, are, are you seeing people put in the stockade, or, or are you seeing people stripped of rank, doing extra duty, anything, or did this getting put out? On, on the Navy side when it comes to these things? Is it, is it a 50-50 thing? Is it a 60-40 thing? If you had to put a number on it, uh, what what are you thinking? I would say, um, and this is real talk, you know, as we uh, title the show, Real Talk, the bottom line is this. Blanks have privileges, and you know this from being an Army person yourself. Unfortunately, the problem that I'm seeing, and this is on both sides of the fence. I'm talking about from a military versus civilian outreach individuals that some some persons are scared to just report or what's going on, and, and some people are, are intimidated by what the right. outcome is going to be. You know how we 
discussed earlier, from the military standpoint, um, there there is a lot, and I and I gotta say with the Navy and especially when you have um, if it leaves all detectives and go to say an like NCIS entity, they're really doing their thing. They they're really trying to make things happen and they're really following up. So I can't take anything away from that. Now my problem is. And, and Morgan, you hit on this earlier as far as the good old boy system. When you have certain people, and I mean, like anything else, you have people that are supposed to be in these high ranking authority or high ranking positions, and they're supposed to lead by the example, and they do everything that they tell their subordinates not to do. You know, it's unsatisfying, right. and, and it leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. I see that. Right. Consistent basis with some of these senior enlisted or some of these senior officers, if you will, with uh, their leadership skills. You know, um, right. We right. Went oh man, a we can get into that. I know, I know, that's a different topic, and I don't want to get uh, sidetracked. But, 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 but you know what? Yeah, it's relative. So go yeah. ahead, please, please. This is relative. Um, the sad reality of it is, and I'm talking about from when I got out the Navy in '98. Up to this point, total quality leadership, as they called it back in the days, as far as a classroom session that you would go to and and learn about leadership skills and how to do things. There's uh, people that are just about the paycheck, you know. So you got right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you have these senior enlisted personnel that they're about the paycheck, so they don't care as long as you get the job done. As long as I don't, I'm not aware of it. You could pretty much do what the hell you want to do. And out of sight of the mind, until now, there's a thumb or now this uh, commander or whoever of higher authority says, look, we have a problem. Now everybody wants to do the job that they should have been doing from the beginning. And and we all understand what that falls down to. Right, right. I want to tell you, man, and you talked about leadership, uh, and I I think it's relevant. And, and, you know, so, you know what, it's not the topic, but let's talk about that for a minute. You know, as a non-commissioned officer myself, in the military, man, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, leadership is everything. Leadership is everything. And you have to be so careful of your actions. Yeah, I mean, your troops are not going to follow you if you yourself don't know what the hell you're talking about or know what the hell you're doing. Another thing is this. Um, so, so, you know, a lot of people take respect as far as this, the, the rank you wear on your chest or on your collar. But respect is a two-way street. And, uh, you know... You, you have to give to get, and I think people forget that too. But I'm gonna tell you something. I got a call. I call. I see. I'm gonna get to you in two seconds. Um, you, you can't. You're supposed to take one of the things we do. On, I don't know on the Navy side. You have an, an NCO creed, okay? And part of that NCO creed, man, on the, in, the, in the Army side is taking care of your soldiers. That is drilled, drilled, oh, drilled, drilled, drilled into you. Absolutely. You take care of your soldiers before you take care of yourself. And if, if, we, if, if I'm out on a hill somewhere and there's one damn sleeping bag. And I got a lower enlisted. Guess what? Guess who yeah. gets the sleeping bag? Guess who he gets does. the lower enlisted? Gets the damn sleeping bag. Absolutely. Okay. So when you, if, you go gonna, if you're going to take this exactly, so if you're going to take this same mindset, okay, and then use your power and use the, you know your your what you have going for you as a leader in the military to then abuse that and 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 sexually assault. The very people that look up to you for guidance and and, and the crunch look to you for to help save their life, you're sending a, a horrible message. And I think that the hands of justice in the military should.
should come crashing down on you like a ton of bricks. Just like Absolutely. a cop who shoots somebody wrongfully in the street. You know, your Absolutely. your rank does not should not absolve you from justice. I don't give a damn what's well, going on. And and that is a yeah, horrible and filthy uh, uh, culture that we've embraced, and we, we, we haven't looked twice at it. You know, and that goes Absolutely. across the board. I'm talking all levels of of uh, of uh, all walks of life, military, civilian. Whatever you reach a certain plateau, suddenly you're, you're God Almighty, and everybody should bow down and break their knees, bowing down to you. And uh, that's a bunch of crap. And you know, I, I think I said this in another show is that we create monsters ourselves. You know, I've seen grown men uh, knock each other over because. You know, uh, a one-star, a one-star uh, general comes through the door. All right, you respect the man because he's a one-star, but you don't knock each other to the floor getting out the guy's way. You know, it, it's just insane. And we create these monsters. We create these yep, monsters. The so then, when they when they finally do something crazy, and we and and and, and they're questioning about it. First of all, you have those that are wondering why, and then the, the perpetrator himself is, well, why? Why are you mad at me now? I've been I've been doing this. And something that they call a mindset early is that this is behavior that's normally not new for the perpetrator either. You know, just like we talked about on our first show, Rob, about Aaron Hernandez and his shenanigans. Um, he, they were doing stuff like this in college. They were doing stuff like this in high school. You know, you just don't roll over one day and, and, and say, yeah, go ahead. No, it wasn't brought to the light. And that's the problem. Right, exactly. They, but they've been doing stuff like this. Absolutely. It becomes a past practice, if you will, you know, using, utilizing that verbiage, a past practice that nobody has pretty much collected, you know. So now right. if you exactly. go off of their past practice purposes or, or circumstances, a lot of individuals will say, hey, look, it's always been this way, so why should I correct right. now or why should I conform to what's right? Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bad, brother. That. It is sad, and it's sad, and I hate, you know, again, if you have women in your family that you love or somebody dear to you that you love, and and don't get upset about this, there's a hole in your chest where your heart is supposed to be, that's for sure, you know, or you're or you're one of the perpetrators, or you're a person that, that, that you know, sides with the perpetrators, you know, if you're, if you're a male soldier or a male sailor and you're in the military, and this is happening around you, you should be just as outraged. Because this is hurting, Absolutely. it hurts. The, it hurts the service and it hurts the mission in the long run. Um, you had this gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Comment, some, comment on something there. Oh, please do, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is a reference to that very same mindset that I was talking about before on mm-hmm. Facebook one time. You know, people post things on Facebook about a lot of variety of different things, and the thing that was being passed around was this woman who said that her husband was a marine killed in action. And they had the funeral, and his burial was the next day. And she asked them, "Is it possible for me to spend one more night with my husband?" And they and said, "What Mike, do you mean?" I don't, Mike, I don't even want to cut you off. I, I I actually shared that picture. I think I know what you're talking about. And I shared okay, that picture with her. Yeah, the outcome of it was someone on there made a very crass comment about basically when the wow. lights went out, the marine standing guard in the room was going to bend her over the coffin. And I said, "Wow." Hey, I did wow. a search because I do that sometimes when I get curious to find out the person used a name, a female's mm-hmm. name. And when I went and clicked on that, a whole bunch of other pictures came up. And you know who was in the background? 
a military guy, part of some group that keeps themselves active by talking about how to break down weapons and the conditions that you fire under after it freezes up or misfires, different things like that, like troubleshooting tips. And I went back into the and I said, hey, first, why are you making a comment like that? If you have a wife, a mother, a sister, a daughter, a grandmother, anybody, that is a very inconsiderate comment. I said, Correct. It is. Why are you hiding behind a woman's name? A, a woman would never say something like that about another woman, so you must be a man. B, why would you have that attitude about something as sensitive as this and as heartbreaking as this? And he started coming off with these shut your pie hole comments and started talking about how you come out. He's a coward. Definitely not a woman. Right. Yeah, he's a coward. He proceeded at that point to try to track me with my phone number and my Facebook address. Yeah. Every time a phone went, check and see where it came from. Same number, but I'm noticing this phone number starts out in Georgia, then it's in North Carolina. Then it's in mm. Jersey. Then it's in New York. The last phone call I checked on, the signal was coming from inside the Holland Tunnel. I said, this fool is using my phone to track me. No doubt. Well, look at this. This, this guy, these guys are internet gangsters. But this is the mindset that's going on, that you have people who are getting into this. I don't know if there's something they're putting in the water, in the food, or if it's the brainwashing technique, because that's really what it is, is brainwashing. If you are not a strong person, you do not get wrong in the military. I know so many people have gone into the military and come out completely screwed up. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And talking how they're going about doing it, telling them it's okay to do anything as long as we tell you to do it. And that's the mindset yeah. they now have with this. It's out of control. Right. They have no You're right. About it. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're right. You're right. Creating, as we spoke about before, these monsters and putting them back into mainstream society and wondering why everything is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. The, the teaching yeah, it, it, it's crazy. You're putting them back into mainstream America. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, that I, I do believe that uh, there should be more, especially for soldiers that are, you know, I mean, you got guys that, are, that have been going back and forth between here and, and, and the you know, the Af- Afghanistan, Iraq theater, I mean, multiple times, sometimes, you know, three, four times, you know, even crazy scenarios like five times. Yeah, these guys need to be evaluated. He's 30 years old, and he's been over there 22 of those 30 years. Mm-hmm. Just about, maybe he's got military indoctrination. That's the whole game plan. World fell apart out here. Get him into the military and give him a sense of something to hold on to. But what he's holding on to basically is, is deteriorating his, his humanity. Wow. Yeah, you do have to be an individual that has some type of strong foundation. Uh, I think that's why people like myself, or Rob, yourself, we had strong foundations uh, before we went in. And that was very important. So I'm thankful for the way I was uh, brought up, if you will, uh, because it, it, did, it did help me to have a sure grounding and a sure footing uh, you know, Absolutely. you know, it, it, it's sure footing in 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 my travels in the military. You know, um, I just briefly want to go over one more statement here, and then we're gonna move along here to this whole Anthony Weiner thing. My goodness, um, and, uh, so, so there was Lieutenant General. Uh, you should bring in that caller. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, you had a. Uh, uh, Lieutenant General Craig Franklin is an Air Force three-star general. 
Uh, uh-huh. He knocked down, he overturned an F-16 pilot sexual assault conviction in a memo, and he uh, and he was criticized for it. There was an outcry about it, and he called uh-huh. the uh, criticisms of the move completely and utter nonsense. So this caused to show you the mindset. This guy's a high-ranking officer in the Air Force, lieutenant general, three-star, uh-huh. and, and he's calling you know this thing nonsense. So again, you have these guys way at the top, you know, basically uh, victimizing the victims all over again by knocking Absolutely. down these charges or reducing them to next to nothing. And so, you know, I, I'm surprised. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to be very blunt, guys. I'm surprised you haven't had a situation where a victim, you know, when they go to the range or something like that, if you know, if they're on the same range as their, as their uh, uh, you know, as, as their assaulter, just don't pop a cap mm-hmm. in them. I mean, you're going to start having that happening because, the, these women are, are again are being victimized twice, and Correct. after a while, you know, a person says, "You know what? Well, you're not going to do the right thing. I'll do the right thing." And I'm, I'm very surprised that it hasn't happened well, yet that somebody's not dealt with on a whole another level, you know. But uh, I hope there's something done about this. hasn't happened in the same way they've covered up the actual initial assault, but they've covered up the retaliation as well. You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, we're Real gonna cool. move along uh, here briefly here to uh, to uh, this whole Anthony Weiner thing. Um, uh, talking about sexual more more sexual misconduct in the world. But there's a, there's a there's a there's a couple of twists to this, and I just want to throw this out there. And this is more of a, a more of a lighthearted topic. Yet it's ser- it's serious in itself. But then again, this is the second time he's been at this. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go around the, the panel here, and I just want to throw out some thoughts. Okay, Anthony Weiner, uh, again, obsessed with uh, sending pictures of his Weiner to uh, females on various websites or, 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 or whatever. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to say this, too, though. In this particular case, in, in these cases, women are also sending him pictures. Okay. And while I am not going to do, I'm, I'm not trying to defend Anthony Weiner at all, you know. Uh, but you know, these women, there's something to say about these women that are doing the same thing as well. Now, of course, the big commotion is because Anthony Weiner is running for mayor uh, in New York. So that is that's where the big commotion comes in. But here we are, guys and gals out there, if you're listening, we're in the digital age and Sending pictures of one private members to the opposite sex, or in some people's cases, you know, the same sex, whatever the case may be. Sending pictures, sending lewd pictures and text messages is something mm-hmm. that is hot and heavy in our world right now. Um, you know, what... <sighs> What's happening here? You have no idea what, what the, how you, what you know, that, right? Everybody it, I don't. Like, I mean, is this the new quid quo quo? I mean, uh, and now you got famous people being caught doing this. Uh, I mean, let's go around the oh, panel, yeah. guys. What are your initial thoughts? Let me start with Rob. Your initial thoughts on Anthony Weiner and or other uh, high-profile officials that are running for office and stuff like this that are being caught literally with their pants down. <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on this, man? 
All right, Mr. Morgan, let me, let me begin with this. Let's take Anthony Weiner. For one, he was winning in the polls. I mean, he was kind of high. He was <laughs> up there. People were feeling him. And you know, right. that's, and that's the thing. So now let's even go back to when um, anything to do with politics, when people are feeling you, somebody's going to go back into the archives and let's see what this guy got going on that's right. terribly bad. So now all of a right. sudden, you know, because people want book deals and people want to get on TMZ and they want to, you right. know, make comments and this and other. So now this girl says, yes, Anthony Weiner pulled out his weenus and sent me pictures and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. It is what it is. Right. At the end of the day, what it boils down to is this. Who should have been smart and he should have, right. you know, you, you got away with it once, you apologized yep. to your wife, and you was holding it down and blah, blah, blah. Leave it alone, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not, not continue in the process of what you're doing that you know eventually will be found out. Because there's right. people that are checking for you all day long. But they, he thought he was the man. He thought he was still the man after all of this um, circumstance that happened right. to him before. Right. The way he had to pull back, you know, pull up Charleston and say, hey, look, damn, I'm sorry, my bad. It is what it is. But here's right. the thing with this girl that came out. You know, it's just um, it, it, it's crazy how things happen, and it's just a matter of karma. Unfortunately, somebody paid this girl and said, you know, look, you know, Wien is doing this thing. He He's on top. People are feeling him. So now we got to chop him down. So girl right. comes out of, right. you know, out of nowhere. They just, you know what? Whoever found her, they broke off. Now she's on CNN. She's on, you know, Good Morning America. She's on all these places after she got that paycheck, of course, saying that, oh, right. I'm appalled and and I just can't believe you send this picture. But, uh, honey, right. what pictures did you send to him? You know, you didn't right. put what she, she did. Right, she did send pictures. She sent pictures. Exactly. She sent exactly. pictures as well. You know, she you sent pictures can. as well. So, mm-hmm. this is the thing, you know, with the whole yeah, thing. This woman sent pictures too. So, it, it's, if you let's look at let's look at character. That's like a character, right? Her character is also flawed if she would engage in such activities. Do you understand what I'm saying? So she ain't no hero, and the people that see her as a hero are crazy because she's yep. no hero. She was an opportunist. She knew he was a married man. Yep. She knew he was right. a married She was an opportunist, but she was Absolutely. no hero. Um, Mike, let, let's go to you. What is your thoughts on, on this scandal right now, man? No doubt. Uh, first, uh, to my understanding, anything that's put on Facebook, put on any public media, anything that goes into a sector, anything that goes out to the system public, publicly, keep that keyword public, uh-huh. is that the same thing or is that different from somebody exposing themselves out on the street? Mm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Was this a website he was on or was or was he texting her? These were text messages, right? <laughs> If they were, the even if they were text messages, yeah. they were sent to a public medium. Get what I'm saying? Like, if I were to turn around right, right now, like, they just got this kid that they arrested this kid, locked him up, because he was playing a video game, and they told him, they made a comment or, or criticized him, and he says, oh, yeah, 
I guess that's just the same thing we shoot up a, a school a school full of kids and eating their hearts. They came to that boy's door and arrested him because somebody reported right. him on this game. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying so, if anybody in the street were to do the same thing he did, walk up to somebody in the street, stranger or otherwise, and hand them a picture, again, sexual harassment goes into play with that also. But, again, that's the thing. That's a crime of perception, so to speak. So she wasn't right. offended by him sending her these pictures. Why is it such a big deal now? Right. Well, again, again, right. Again, uh, she was an opportunist, and you know, again, like you said, Rob, he was leading the polls. Okay. Yeah. And you know, uh, this is sabotage. You know, Um, and 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 it's working because he's. I think he's fourth now. I looked at it this morning, and he's fourth, and he's in fourth place, just in a few short days. Now he's a third. Oh no, no, they had to discredit him. She got a paycheck. Right. The girl got a paycheck for. Right. What she needs to expose, same thing with, uh, and this is off topic a little bit, but it is relevant. Take Herman Cain, the brother that was a Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh. He was a brother, and then that old right. girl comes out of nowhere, you know, doing a whole presidency thing. He was right. a Republican. Well, it is what it is with that. But the bottom line right. is this. If they're not feeling you like that, and now you become a threat to certain people that need to be in office, they're going right. to expose you and they're going to pull out the archives and say, yo, we need to get rid of right. this cat and keep doing that. Bottom line. Right. Now, now let me, let me, you know what? I know this is all the top, like you said, but let me, let me jump in there about the Herman Cain thing. And this is, this is, this is just my, this is my view, right, wrong, otherwise, this is just a view. I, I don't agree with that, with what he did. Okay. However, I'm, you know, just to say this, Herman Cain was not only sleeping with this woman, he was paying her rent, okay? He was paying her bills. So, now, I, let's, let's, let's look at this for a second. This is my opinion. He's married, too. He was married, too. It, 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 if, if, if the dude is doing all this, Shorty should have played her position, okay? You knew the dude is married. You're basically a kept woman. Play your position, mm-hmm. and that's just my view. I'm, I, I know I'm not trying no, to, no. I'm not trying to condone anything, no, but, but I she should have played her about. position. You know. Now, well, check on, well, on the flip side of that. Well, I think they might have wrote her a check bigger than what he was paying, and that's why she sold him. That's out. it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The pay okay. bigger because he was taking you know care that. of her. Uh huh. Right. You know that the paycheck was right. bigger. It was an offer she couldn't refuse. And she was like, "Damn, I could get it. I right. could, I could be on national TV, and I could say this, that, and other, and everybody has the, oh, right. damn, she was an innocent bystander, please. She got that right. big and ass all that crap, Ooh. and all that crap. Okay. And she knew damn good well he was married, right? She got the big paycheck, and it was what it was. She knew what to do. Was. Right. Um, the downside to all that is, she's publicly notified everybody that she is a call girl for hire. Exactly, exactly. That, and that's true, too. And that's true, too. Now, right. Now, now check this out. Back to the, back to the Anthony Weiner thing. They did the same thing and got, got terminated from their jobs because they found they posed in some new picture some 10 years ago. Small couple right. might have on the bus. Right. No, I got you. Now, back to the Herman thing, uh, Herman Cain, I'm sorry, not Herman Cain, sorry, guys. Back to the Anthony Weiner thing. Um, his wife, uh, Huma Abedin, uh, worked under uh, Hillary Clinton and things of that nature, and they were actually, at one at one point this weekend, 
up until maybe even today, saying that her situation was similar to that of what Hillary Rodham Hillary Rodham Clinton Clinton went through with mm-hmm. her husband. Um, and and the Clinton the Clinton camp backed off of that. They said that it's not the exact same situation. It, I guess it depends on on how you look at it and who you're asking. Absolutely. But they backed off of it, saying that it wasn't the same situation. But I do want to say this, and I want to throw this around the room too. Uh, and I, I wish I wish we had some female live callers for this. I would like to get a female's opinion. But you have a woman who is married to a powerful man, okay? Um, and as of right now, she's still riding with him. She still has his back. Um, and I think she's a very shrewd wife and even maybe possibly a shrewder businesswoman because she – and I'm looking at – of course, I'm speculating here, but I want to okay. throw this out here. If through some fluke or freak of nature at this point, Anthony Weiner wins, then mm-hmm. his wife, Huma Aberdeen, wins. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And she knows this. So this would not be the time to leave his side. And a lot of women are up in arms, and they can't understand why she's riding with her man. But, again, I, I see her as a very shrewd, shrewd businesswoman. She's a wife. But I see shrewdness in the background, a shrewd businesswoman. And I just want to know what your thoughts on about that. These women out here are bashing her, and they're saying how crazy she is. What is your thoughts about that, Rob, about Huma uh, Aberdeen actually backing her husband up? Here's the thing, brother. Let's go back now. Hillary Clinton is in her corner. And look, you need to sit by this cat who fits the Because at the end of the day, and I, I hate to use this term because I hate when people use it. You know, they say men will be men. I don't agree with that. It's your man, women that's out there. It's your man that does whatever evil that he does. The bottom line is this. When it's about money and power, people are going to say, hey, look, stick by him, do what you need to do. But at the end of the day, the woman has the power because now if she has a couple of seeds behind meaning children, and now... From a political standpoint, stick by him because he's going to be finished, or not necessarily finished. He's going to be caught up. But if you stick by him, you're a good Samaritan, and everybody's going to be like, damn, you know, she stuck by him, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have your spectators out there that saying, yo, you stupid, or you're dumb, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Look at Hillary Clinton. 2016, she got a chance to be president of the United States. Everybody's still right. this lady right now. When you got the president of the United States in the Oval Office getting it in, you know, right. I'm saying, I did not have sexual relations with this woman. I'm just saying. It is right. 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 The bottom line at the end of the day is people treasure that money, power, and respect. I'm done. Right. 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 Mike, what is your thoughts uh, on the on the aspect of his wife holding him? As for right now, as far as we can see, she's holding him down. What, what do you think about that? She's not holding him down. She's holding him hostage. She's going to ride that horse till it's shaking, sweating, and collapses, and then she's going to get another horse. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh, Mike. I appreciate you, brother, tonight. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I had to laugh at that oh, one, too. Deal, deal. 
going to ride that horse until it collapses, and then she's going to move on to the next one. It's been done, and it's going to be done again. But she had okay. his baby, though. She had his baby. Right. Well, well, I, I, I want to throw this out there. Uh, you know, and I did, I did a little uh, research. Huma uh, uh, Aberdeen is believes she's from some type of Middle Eastern descent, if I'm not if I'm not correct. She is. Um, but and uh, well, I, I just want to say this: uh, many, and I can't say all, but many women of Middle Eastern descent are taught from birth, okay, from very young, to subservient, uh, subservient, subservient, and also no matter what your husband does, you got his back. So that could be another, it could be a cultural thing, too, for her, uh, the right. reason why she is hanging in there. But again, I, I think it's a combination of maybe her, uh, her her culture. And like I said, I think I see, I'm looking at her eyes on TV as she's giving these speeches. And I'm looking at her body language. And I'm seeing, like I said, a very shrewd, shrewd, shrewd businesswoman who's there like, look, you know what, if it goes down, if, if he's successful, I am successful, you know, and, and she's going to benefit from that, you know. And, you know, it, it, and then at this point, I think she has somebody cojones as well, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and she's, if she needs to make a move, then, of course, she'll take half. I mean, and, and she has all, and, you know what, this is one of those, if she gets a divorce tomorrow, this is an open and shut case because it's been so publicized that all the all the, all all the proof is there, you know, and you you just admitted it on national TV, so you you know she's going to take half if she if she decides to go. So well, I can I mean, say this also, no matter yes. what the background. Once that came about, he went from being the man of the house to being honeydew. He can't oh, open yeah. his to complain oh, about nothing oh, yes. without her oh, saying, you know what. This can happen, yeah. so I suggest that you be quiet and go back to your corner where I told you to stay until I decide right. what to do. Right. And that's going to go on. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? You never know. I mean, she might be gangster enough to maybe get her own jump off and, and say, well, now you're going to have to deal with it for a little while. You know, uh-huh. I'll get back to you. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Yeah. You know, so Absolutely. we don't know what's going on behind those closed doors. Yeah, but, uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. Right, but I think this guy has shot himself in the foot, and uh, you know, going back to what I was saying about uh, Hillary Clinton, her, her camp, who was backing Weiner, they have asked him or suggested that he, uh, at this point, you know, uh, drop from the race, um, and other people are saying that he should drop from the race because he's because he's finished. If you were in his situation, I'm I'm going I'm to answer this question myself first. If you mm-hmm. were in his situation, would you drop from the race? And, and I'm going to answer it. I'm going to be honest with you. If I was in a situation, first of all, it's embarrassing. Uh, I think it could go either way. I think I might stay in there a couple of more weeks just because mm-hmm. and just before the primary yep. drop out. But if you drop out now, you already know you have egg on your face, but now you kind of admit that you have egg on your face. And that's just my take on it. Uh, Mike, what would you do? Are you in his situation? You're running for office and all hell's broken loose and uh, your underwear is looking a little saggy right now. Do you hang in the race? Or do you keep on going? I'm sorry. I, I, I personally, behind a candle like that, would back out for two reasons. One, I don't think that I would have any credibility with my constituents if I can be dishonest in matters of my own home, how am I going to be in matters of public concern? 
first. Correct. Second thing is, if he does manage to get in and win, he now has a whole bunch of people who have enough dirt on him to make him do anything that they want him to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So he's compromised. And once he's compromised, it's a wrap. It's going to be impossible on that because there's going to be somebody who's going to try to take that action and use it against him in a manner that's not really conducive to his career or beneficial to the who he's representing. Somebody's going to come along and know because you've already compromised yourself. The question is not can you be bought. The question is what is your price? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that leaves his credibility and his integrity open to question. The dilemma there is who has enough juice, enough finances, enough influence over him to corrupt him even further than he already is. Mm-hmm. Right. I would wow. personally drop out because I know that I would always have someone standing over my shoulder whispering my ear about something that they want me to do, which would either further corrupt my morals and no put doubt, me in a situation where I would have to do something that I really didn't want to do, but no at doubt. the same time being held to pass my hand to the fire to do something in someone's personal political interest. And right. if he has right. any morals at all, he would either have to bow down, concede, or secede from whatever it is that they're asking him to do, and that would yeah. be a good thing because that means he would have to publicly decline or abdicate from the office, leaving God knows who in it. The other thing is they're pushing right. the wall always again, and whatever votes that he gets will now be turned into dirty water, and whoever is in there right. with a minimal number of votes will be able to win. And that's, that's the way the elections go, basically. When they talk about no, the right. two-party, three-party, four-party elections, no such thing. One person is back right. everybody, and whoever gets in there is the man he's going to own. That's the first part. Second part is if they do get him in there or he decides to drop out of the race, they'll say for just a number, 27% mm-hmm. of the votes he got are now considered moot and null votes. And in most cases, if you don't vote, the victory automatically goes to the incumbent. So right. who's in there okay. right now? I got running. Who's the guy that's in, in, in close second to him right now? That's the guy that's going right. to grab the vote. He's going to be somebody, whether we like him or not, he's going to be in there because he has the number of votes to make it. This is all right. Mike, I got, I got a caller here, guys. I got a caller. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to bring a caller in. Uh, caller, your last four, 0036. What is your name? Where are you calling from? Caller from zero zero three six. What is your name? Where are you calling from? You're live on the air. Okay, I, I guess I lost him. <laughs> okay. No problem. But uh, yeah, well, you're, you're right with what you're saying. Uh, you know, I uh, it, it's 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 interesting. Uh, interesting. Very very interesting. No doubt. Very very interesting. Okay, hold on. I got him again. Hold on one second. All right. Cool. Hey, Call up zero zero three six. You're live. Hey, Abid, it's Will, man. Uh, hey, Will, what's us. going on, man? Welcome what's to the show. We don't talk all the time. I know right. I had asked you to uh, call in. We were talking about actually earlier, and I know you wanted to touch on this: the uh, sexual misconduct in the military and the rash of uh, sexual assaults. Uh, I wanted to bring you in and have you chime in on that. So we'll go back to that topic uh, because you joined us, man. Welcome, uh, Will. Uh, to the show, uh, Yo, what's going on, Will? The service member. Will, uh, what, are you, what is your initial thoughts on, on, on things of this nature with, with sexual assault? Well, you, you see me at work, man, and you know, it, 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 it's, it's, there's no place for it. I, I can't believe it, it, it's still happening and we're still having this discussion. The fact that it's been perpetrated by senior leaders just you know, makes it that much worse. 
And I think I I personally feel it's their I, I don't know, the feeling of entitlement maybe, or is it they're above the above the law? I guess you could say. Um, okay, I, 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 I think it's ridiculous. I got you, Will. I got you. I, uh, you know, we were, we were we were talking also about. I mean, oh, we, we touched on the way these type of incidents are handled in house, uh, right? And they're now talking about maybe bringing in outside, uh, outside people to to investigate and maybe even prosecute, maybe maybe even prosecute these 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 incidents. What is your thoughts on that? I, I think that I think. I think it's probably has to happen because, you know, it's been proven that when it is handled in-house, it's ideally the perfect world it could be. But, you know, there needs to be a um, a safety net. If it can't be handled in-house, then if the person, if the victim wants to take the next step further, then it should be handled, you know, accordingly. And, uh, you know, I don't know if right. you remember, but uh, someone that we worked with, this, this happened, and I had to, you know, pick it up. And luckily... Right. The person higher at our higher level, she was you know was a female, but a strong woman who handled it, you know. Right, right, right. I, I mean, you know, as I was saying earlier in the show, um, you know, I, I think sometimes it comes down to a to a case of, uh, you know, it's not in the best interest uh, that it's handled in house. You know, yeah, it's it's. You know, it's almost like on on the supply side. If you have a guy uh, doing his own inventories, you know, right, exactly. something, ba- something exactly. you know, something shifty. It's a conflict of interest. Right, okay? absolutely. It's a conflict of interest. I was looking for the words. I had a long day today. <laughs> Bear with me. But uh, it's a conflict of interest if you're going to have in-house uh, uh, investigations. And a lot of times, you know, like I said earlier, I don't know if you caught it in the show where you have guys who are. Who are friends? You know, they go to each other's houses, and their wives know each other, and all this type of jazz. And then they go right. to work Monday, and they're faced with, well, hey, so and so was raped this Friday night, and the person he was, she was raped by, was at your house all this weekend drinking and barbecuing. You right. know, and it, it, it's almost a, you know, it's almost a human thing. You don't want to see your friend get in trouble, even though he may be right. wrong. And so this is why you need an outside investigator. You need outside guy to take the reins and even prosecute, you know, and if need be to the fullest extent of, of military justice in these cases because, you know, it is hurting the service. Uh, it, 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 in the long run, it does cause a, a threat to, to national security. If, if, your, if your team cannot function, if, if, the, you know, if the military cannot function effectively, it does affect uh, – National security, you know, and, and that's what basically we were touching on earlier, uh, you know, when it comes to sexual assaults in, in, in the military. You know, um, I don't know if you caught it. There was a documentary, uh, Will. It was called uh, The Invisible War, and uh, it, was, it was very good. You might want to catch it if you haven't seen it. It, 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 it touched about uh, the numbers and, you know, and, and, and the victims. And also, you got even some, I didn't mention this earlier, but you do have male victims of this as well. So, um, you know, it's a uh, it's it's a scourge that I, I we don't want to leave a black eye in the service, you right. know, and uh, it needs to be dealt with effectively. And like you said, why are we even having these conversations uh, here in two, in 2013? Now, you know what's so funny? Uh, going back, you know, for all intents and purposes, okay, racism in the military. Although still there, it's not like it used to be 
when the, during the segregated army, segregated Marines, you know. So if you can address those issues and get people to work together, then why can't you get people to uh, to not, you know, commit sexual assaults like you're crazy out here, you know. But uh, what can I tell you, you know. Um, it, it is what it is, and I hope they, they fix it, you know. But uh, we're winding down here um, in the show. But uh, you know, just some 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 ending thoughts on on both topics before we get ready to uh, to wrap this up. Uh, what would you like to see done, Rob, as far as on a on, on a on a sexual assault uh, level to help fix this? I I, I think they should be outside uh, investigators and prosecutors personally. That's, that's my view. But what is, what is your what is your uh, end game for this? If you had one, if you had to make a decision, if you were pulling the strings right now. If you were a commander, or, 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 you know, what would you call for to happen at this at this point? It would be honest if you. Uh, the more bottom line is this: I agree with you 100 percent because now having outside entities such as your attorney general or anyone of that particular nature, they could come in. They have no kind of bias. They have no kind of uh, connections with individuals to where they can come in and say, hey, look, I'm going off of fact. I'm going off of the evidence that's presented in front of me. I don't have any friends. I don't know anybody that may be involved or not involved or whatever the case may be. I have no reason to kind of like um, salt down the stats and anything of that particular nature. The bottom line is this. By having somebody that's not biased completely, they can come in with fresh eyes, if you will, and say, hey, look, this is what I got. This is what it is. Right. And I'm not compromised or say it's because of this, it's because of that. Right. And the bottom line is this. You know, I agree with that. Outside entities need to come in and say, hey, look, this is what we got. This is the problem. Let's address it. Let's fix it. And at right. the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, this is the problem that we have consistently across the board. There's sexual right. assaults that go on every day. There's sexual assaults outside of the military that happen. When right. um, and I'm just using this as an example. You have uh, individuals. When I was overseas, if you will. You know, going to different countries, I saw grown people, and and it was sickening that utilize, you know, prostitution as their escape to do the things that they did with teenagers. Oh boy! Wow! Wow! And I believe it. I believe it. Yep. Yes, you're talking about, um, you know. People that are in um, official, you know, rankings or or senior enlisted, if you will, and they would take pictures and they would do these crazy, oh my god, wow, and and it was sickening, you know. But that's another topic, so I don't want to get sidetracked. But unfortunately, this is the world that we live in. Right, I got Will back. I'm gonna bring him back in. Uh, Will, you're back, man. I I brought you back in with the conversation here. Um, You there? Yeah, I hear, man. I, I, I'm in the subway, so I might lose you again. But 
Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> it's nice okay, to join us while you're on the move. But before no we wrap this up, what we're trying to get is, if you were in charge, what would you suggest be done at this time? Let me, let me, you know, here's the problem that I see. I, I'm, I'm just going to go and say I think the leadership part is in the right place, but what's happening now, I think it needs to be, that absolutely needs to be outside parties coming in and, and investigating. The problem is we're just throwing throwing bodies at the situation. I've had cases where, you know, now I'm jumping through hoops trying to get people, you know, qualified to be uh, assault, you know, advocates who, who, who should right. be, you know, and, and, right. and they are, they're not being empowered, you know, by the hires. It's like, yes. okay, we're, we're going to fix this, but they're not. So I mean, I think you know, you know how I operate. If it happens, I'm you know, I'm pumping the place and I'm gonna you know go all out to get the situation fixed. Not, not everyone works that same way. Um, right. So I, I I think as a culture and society, we just need to you know a big part of this just transition between combat arms with you know bringing females into it. And it's, it's oh, not yeah. the problem. Right. It, it, it's it's the guys. But in, in, right. in professions like ours, where it's been going on for a while, where the women have proven themselves, it's not quite the same, you know, issue. It's just like the, the Jonas Hotel. Everyone was up in arms afraid it was going to be a big issue. There was no issue. Right. You know? Right. With, with, it's, um... Right. I don't know. I just think we need to evolve as people and... and, and, and yeah. Yeah, I was uh, at, a, at a course not too long ago, and I, I had a, an, a, another soldier say to me, because this is when the, the thing came down, that they were going to put females in combat arms, such as infantry and all that. Right. And this is a, this was, this was an infantry dude, so, you know, you already know. Anyway, I'm not going to MOS bash, but right. this is an infantry guy. He said to me, he said, oh, here we go. Now now they're going to be the sexual, the sexual uh he said the sexual harassment uh, uh, accusations right. or sexual assaults are going to go skyrocket. And in right. back of I didn't say this to him, but in the back of my mind I said, why is that? Because you can't control yourself. You know, right. why does it have to be always the fault of 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 of, of, of you know? And is it some things are two way street? But why is it why is it going to be the females that come into these arms fault that they get that they get assaulted or, or right. sexually harassed? Are you trying no, to say like what are you trying to say that you guys are incapable of of of, of controlling yourselves? So this is why these kind of complaints are going to skyrocket. Like what are you saying right now? But right. you know it is what it is. Yeah, it does go both ways, and we know that. But a key part of the problem is you know as soldiers need to be able to endure a certain amount of of hazing or harassment. As a leader, we need to. Check that at a certain level, and that's and that's that's the fine balance. Right. Nothing to do male, male, female. That's just the nature of the. the right. It's a, it's a it, Right. And it, yes, you're absolutely right. Well, and you know, myself and Rob had said that leadership is a is a big big key that is not taken seriously to me right now in in the military. At least, so you know, I've seen some stuff over the last few years, and I'm gonna tell you something. There's people walking around with stripes or bars, and they shouldn't have them. You know, they shouldn't have them. Right. And that, that's where, you know, that's where we are. I lost Will again. He's in the subway, but I want to thank him anyway for joining us tonight. Um, Mike, to close out that topic as far as sexual assault, if you were a high-ranking official, 
would you go for outside uh, investigations, outside prosecutions for these cases? Uh, I would, in the fact that it would take the responsibility off of the military for, how do you call that, controlling these outburst outbreaks, and it would not put them in a position of having to compromise themselves in terms of who they will and won't protect. A bigger picture, though, me personally, I think at some point I would try to have that taken out of a statewide thing. You know, there's different laws in different states governing different things. But as a federal employee, national employee, I think that I would try to have a statute put in place that makes that sort of a crime a civil rights and or human rights violation similar to a war crime. Okay? You can have war crimes in terms of friendly fire where somebody inadvertently or intentionally kills another service member. If it's found that there's a neglect or breach of their guidelines or protocol or even an intent, to be able to show intent that it was willingly done because there are military agents that sabotage their own, attack their own out of whatever their personal feelings are, I would take that out of that realm period because in the beginning I was saying, well, what they should do is if a person is accused of rape, either they will be charged according to the state of the victim or the state of the perpetrator. But in some of these states, they don't really have any any penalties for these things because they kind of say, oh, poo-poo, it's, you know, it's no big thing, it happens all the time, blah, 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 you know, and it's just this is one isolated incident. Make that something just like a civil rights violation that no matter what state you come from, what state you live in, where the victim came from, where the perpetrator came from, that there is a minimum punishment for that, and that minimum punishment means being stripped of your human rights because you've taken away someone yeah. else, and I'll close with that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mike. Absolutely. Um, as we start winding down, we already said uh, if we drop out or not. <laughs> um, Rob, I know you're not in NY right now, but you're from NY, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to throw this at you anyway. If you were in the city okay. right now, are you voting for Anthony Weiner or not? I'll laugh along with that one. Yeah, I, I, I put it to you like this, man. He made himself uh, a clown. Sorry. Uh, I had to vote with the thumbs down. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mike, are you voting for Anthony Weiner? I have to say no, but I have to see what the rest of them have to offer first. Um, I know what we had. I'm really afraid of what we're going to get because with the guy we had in there, how he's done us dirty. The next guy gets in there, if he's showing us before he got in there what kind of slime he is, there's no telling what he's capable of once he's in. Okay. Okay. So he's so off, sometimes he's off you, the list for me. Right. So, and sometimes you, you go into, like, what's the lesser of two evils, a, a chronic a chronic uh, sexter or, or some other knucklehead? I'm going to wait down to the wire to see who's able to give me what's most beneficial to them. Actually, in all, in all honesty, I don't have to worry about that because I have uh, vacated New York City. So what they do... Okay, all right. Okay. I vacated and New York City. It, so I'm watching from the sidelines, but... I, yeah. I don't really. Yeah. There's nothing that I really that concerns me with that anymore. Uh-huh. Right. Well, I, I tell you, I you know, um, I probably would. I probably would not. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of people would argue this, and let me throw this at you guys too. Uh, before okay. the time runs down, um, a lot of people. What about for the people that are saying that 
what he does, in his, what he does as far as, you know, he can betray his wife, but it has nothing to do with power. No, it has nothing to do with how he runs his job. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys say to the people who say, hey, you know, he may be a dirtbag to his wife, but that may not affect how he runs the city. What do you say about that, Rob? Unfortunately, like anything else, when your life is uh, published and it's put out for everybody to see, regardless of what your um, credentials or what your unfortunately, when you're put on blast, people are going to go off of uh, what you did at that particular time, that particular act. They're not going to go right. back and say, see his resume and say, hey, okay. This cat did this, and you know he brought jobs, or whatever the case may be. Unfortunately, they're going to go off and pinpoint who was stated at that particular time, what's in your tabloids, or what's on CNN, or what's on uh, ABC, whatever the case may be. They're going to go off of that last thing. Unfortunately, people are so caught up into what they can see in front of them, whether it's in black and white whether it's on the news or whatever the case may be, all right, if if I see it, this is the gospel. They're not going to go in and actually do some type of research. They're going to believe what they see right then and there. And, right. And let's go back to, you know, like a boxing term for Taylor the State. He unfortunately <laughs> hung himself, <laughs> you know, he unfortunately hung himself back in the days when he was caught out there on Twitter or whatever it was at the time, social network, taking pictures, going into different females and things to send others. He had already made himself a target. So now... Yeah, 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 he did make himself a target. Somebody that was a opportunist, here we go again. She took it to herself and made it, you know, uh, relevant, and everybody saw saw it, and they rolled with it. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I'm going to answer my own question, uh, you know, for people that that are saying, well, this has nothing to do with with, with what he does as far as the office is concerned. Um, And I'm I'm going to use a quick example. Um, When, when, and this is just my thoughts, when when Bill Clinton was was president and he got caught up with that situation with Monica Lewinsky, I thought he was doing an excellent job, but he was already in office at that time. Anthony Ray is not in mm-hmm. office, but he's, he's trying for office. So it is slightly different. Um, mm-hmm. But although, you know what, when I think about it now, Bill Clinton did have, you know, an issue or that may have been swept under the rug before he got into office while he was governor uh, of Arkansas. But in any case, I think at that time, this, this is my view, when Bill Clinton was president, everybody was eating and everybody had a job. Okay. So yeah. my my thoughts then, and there they they may have been other issues, but my thoughts then were, you know what, so what? You know, that's between mm-hmm. him and Hillary. And that's what I thought then. As far as Anthony Weiner is concerned, he's not in office. He's not in office. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. right now, his habitual sexting, line if you step. will. He's a habitual, habitual line stepper. He's a habitual line stepper, like Charlie Murphy said. Absolutely right. <laughs> a little, a little, a little, uh, a little uh, jab, a little comedy uh, for fair the show, comedy yeah, for Charlie Murphy, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He's a habitual absolutely. line stepper. He's a habitual mm-hmm. sexist, and he constantly has a winner out, apparently. 
So um, this could be an issue. You know, you don't want the guy, uh, you know, standing in front of the podium giving a speech and his, his zippers unzipped. Un- un- unzipped. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? This guy is loose. He's a little loose. Ladies, this is available anytime you want. You know what I'm saying? So he's a little loose. So this is what's going on with him. But uh, but Mike, um, what do you say to people that say this has nothing to do with his with, his, with how he runs them, how he would or may or may not run the city? Uh, again, I think that it all plays to integrity. That if he can cheat on his wife, he can cheat on the public. Right. Right. Uh-huh. It's a character flaw. It's a character flaw. Ca- exactly, character flaw. Character See, flaw. here's the thing I learned. Uh, I've done government service myself, and I've done private sector, and I've done. Well, put it like this: private, city, state, and government. In terms of what occupations I've had, okay. And in all of them, I think that the key tying factor in all of them was that you have to have integrity in order to be able to do the job. Just like they used to say in the old spy days, loose lips sink ships. You have to have some integrity, or else you are in a position of putting yourself in a position where someone can compromise you at any time. Now. It may not seem like anything major to say that, well, his private life has nothing to do with his political life, but if he has no integrity in his personal life, I really think I have a problem with believing that he'll have any integrity in his public life or in his political life either. That's just my personal take on it. That if he can lie to his wife, who is someone he's supposed to care about, love, cherish, honor, and so forth, with all those vows they took, and he has no... Uh, commitment to the people publicly, where does he stand with that? You know, if you can, like, that's, that's for instance, an example of that. If I can lie to the person I'm supposed to have that much for in terms of our cohesion as a unit, how am I going right. to be able to impress anyone or, 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 or convince anyone that I have their best interest at heart when I don't have the best interest at heart of a person who's supposed to be the closest thing to me short of my own parents. Absolutely. I really have I really have a difficulty with that. To me, integrity is the key thing. Even in the job that I'm in. I try to express right. to people like I have people come to me for advice about different things and how to handle the management we deal with, how to handle disciplinary situations and I say, key thing. If you did something wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is trying to cover it up, hide it, or put it off on somebody else. If you did wrong, take your lumps, take your lumps and learn from it and keep it moving. Because if you don't, it screws your integrity. I have learned a long time ago that if I tell you the truth 99 times and lie to you once, it really is not going to matter. But if I tell you the truth one time and lie to you 99, there's a problem. Right. Right. Okay? And that's what it comes down to. If he cannot have integrity in his own household, how is he going to have integrity with the public? What does he owe the public? And that's exactly what usually happens in that instance. Well, I have no affiliation to them. I don't owe them anything. This is a political office, and basically the guy who comes along with the most money is the one who can tell me what I should do. No doubt. What are you saying to people then? This is no longer about you wanting the best interest of the people that you're supposed to be representing. This is about you having right. your own best interest at heart, no matter how many other people's interests are conflict with. There's the integrity right. problem. There's the integrity question. You don't have integrity in your personal life. I can damn skip you bet you're not going to have no integrity when it comes to dealing with me. No That's what we're right. dealing with right now. you got the people who are elected to office have their own agenda. They have their own personal political uh, alignments going on. Every time something happens, they want to create a committee to overlook a committee that overlooked the committee that's supposed to judge something. Instead of doing that, create a public panel. 
Go around the right. city. We're supposed to have city council, and if something happens in this borough, that city councilman should say, you know what, we're going to convene a, a committee of the people in this neighborhood and ask them what they think about it because these are the people we're representing. Allow them to determine whether or not this is right, wrong, or in between and how to fix it and take their ideas and implement them. Don't just, what do they call it, that this phrase they have, a uh, boondoggle or, 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 or filibuster everything. Right. They're stalling to try to keep from making changes because the changes they're being asked to make are only benefiting a few people. And until somebody right. steps up and says, we're not having this anymore, it's going to continue right. that way because people say, oh, well, you know, he made a mistake. Right. You should get past it and believe him. Guess what? If I make a mistake, I'm not being given any absolution for it, and I'm no, not a public right, official. No. So right. why should a public official be exonerated from something, rape charges or police officers be exonerated from rape charges or police officers right. be exonerated from shooting someone down in the street in cold blood no doubt. because he's wearing a uniform. If that's the case, everyone who's wearing a uniform should be absolved if anything happens on their job. And that's not right. the case. They've created that's these true. factions and these, these hierarchies of people based on who's in control and what they determine is right, wrong, or in between. And it's not fair to the general public because now no. I just somebody posted something in reference to that. If you have people who don't know what they're supposed to do and you're criminalizing minor Defense. They start not only to decide that they're no longer going to be caught doing what they're doing, it's not going to stop them from doing it. They're only going to not get caught. What it starts to be after a while is they lose respect for the law and they start to have contempt for officials. And that makes yep. the situation worse. You That's have true. contempt for the officials who are running the show. How are you going to have law and order? How are you going to have any continuity or consistency in anything if they don't respect the law? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have it. You see, you're not gonna have it. it, it you know, it, it's a thing. It's a thing, Mike, of being held to a to a higher standard, if you will. That was always exactly. this thing back in the day. That's what it was you supposed to be about. Of some type of entitlement, some type of authority. You also have to hold yourself to a higher, uh, a higher standard of living, if you will. It doesn't happen all the time, but you, you're supposed to. Um, I'm I'm gonna. We got like four minutes left, guys. I'm gonna wrap it up with a, with a couple of thoughts here. You know, my father always said to me that if you become great in your life, like a great speaker, a great orator, a great politician, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that the people that don't like you, the first thing they're going to do to try to destroy you is send a woman after you <laughs> to, test, to test your fortitude. That's the first way to break you. See what your metal is, Exactly. Exactly. So so what happens is, you know, Anthony Weiner, could you imagine Anthony Weiner as head of the CIA? Oh, you know, I mean, he, he, he would, I mean, excuse my French, he would, I mean, if, if, if you know, take him and, and, and that chick Sunshine from Harlem Nights, he, he, he'd get a, a bomb-ass blowjob, excuse my language, and sell the entire thing. You good, you good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, you know, you said, no, sell the country. He didn't sell it. He just give it away. Just give it away for free. You know, he'd, be speaking, he'd be speaking Russian tomorrow, you know? So, um, you know, what, what can I tell you? Yeah. But, you know, and also, you know, uh, Anthony Weiner, I, I don't. I, I want to be correct on this, but I believe he was he a prosecutor before. I I, I think he was. I, believe and, I don't uh, think that was him. I think it was one of the other one of the other mayors or somebody that we had who was a prosecutor, and they caught him out there dirty. Okay. Might, as a matter of fact, he was he was a prosecutor at one time, and he right. was the one who was prosecuting corruption. As a matter of fact, right now I'm going to ask you this: that knowing this, mm-hmm. Anthony Weiner is asking for a second chance. He's asking for something that he himself 
has never given. Would not give. And I'm going to leave it like that. I'm going to leave it like that, gentlemen. And I want to thank everybody for coming in and calling. And I want to thank you guys for hanging in there with us tonight and discussing these issues. And uh, we'll be back again. Yes, yes, please. One more thing. Listen to Roberta Flax, Reverend Lee. Okay. Uh Roberta Flax, Reverend Lee. That tells the whole story across the board. All right, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. All right. I'm gonna check it All out, right. Mike. All thanks right. again. You, you're always you're always entertaining and, and nice to listen to on the show. Thank you for for joining with us the last few weeks here, Rob. Thank you again for helping me hold it down tonight. Everybody else who was out there Absolutely. calling in and listening to the show, this is real talk all the time on Real Talk Radio 17. Thank you, everybody. For next week. Do you I will. I will put it on Facebook. I'd like, to, I'd like to suggest one. I will suggest one as well. What you got, yes, definitely. I will suggest one what as well. Got? Okay. Yeah, huh? definitely. What you got, Mike? Go All right. You said, what do I have? Yeah, what yeah. you got, uh, The scheme of, of, of people who get into relationships and don't fully understand what they're getting into because they're being given partial information or, or lies by omission, as I call it. Ooh, oh, okay. definitely. Relationship topics is always great. So, yeah, we can That's do that. Right. And I'll talk to you offline about that. that happen and lies by omission. I'll speak to you again. Yeah, we'll talk offline about that, definitely. All right. right. And I want to thank everybody again. Thank you and good night, everybody. Real talk all the time. No doubt. Good night. No doubt. Good night.